To me, that stands out more than what I said earlier when I said, I think that most important is leading by example. But now I'm sitting here thinking about it. I think just literally treating somebody like your peer and genuinely caring about their life and not just their life at work, but their life at home and the person that they are and how their well-being, that says way more as a leader than anything you can do in a practice. Welcome to Dental Hygiene Development. We invite you to listen along as we discuss all things dental, including personal and professional growth. I'm Autumn. And I'm Paige. We're just two best friends discussing what we love to do and how we do it. Grab your Diet Coke, Diet Dr. Pepper, or your favorite glass of wine, and let's talk about anything dental hygiene. Hey guys, welcome back to Dental Hygiene Development. I think it's pretty crazy. We're on podcast number seven now. Um, you may notice a little bit different here today with Dental Hygiene Development. I don't have Paige sitting next to me today, my normal co-host. Today, we have a special co-host with us, and I'm going to introduce her in a minute. But just so you know, the reason that Paige is not here is really exciting. We welcome baby Titus uh, this week, which is so exciting. Um, I haven't got to meet him yet. I've seen beautiful pictures of him, but with COVID, you know, you can't be there all the time in the hospital. So I can't wait until they're home, and I can go get to meet Titus and snuggle him, but he is very healthy and so is mom. So we're very blessed and so excited for them. Um, but with that being said, um, can't really expect Paige to be on a podcast after giving birth. Like, Why not? Right? <laughs> From the hospital, live. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, she needs to be a mom. So we're super excited that she's getting to do that. So with that being said, this month, um, you're going to see my co-host here next to me. This is Victoria Martinek. Um, she is my manager at work, but she's also my friend. So I'm really excited to have her here on the podcast with us. Um, so I'm going to first let her tell you a little bit about her and how what she does in hygiene, how long she's been doing hygiene, so you kind of know her a little bit more. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for having me here. Of course. Um, to be on podcast number seven. Seven. Right, seven. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, so yes, I am friends with Autumn. I, I am kind of not happy that she said that I'm her manager because I don't really see it that way. Um, I see us as peers and honestly, that's what we are and she's great. So, um, anyways, I paid her to say that on this podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you can Venmo me at. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get the, we'll put those at the link at the bottom. So if you want to Venmo anybody, you can. <laughs> So just a little bit about me, um, like she said, I'm Victoria, uh, nothing super exciting about me except for I have a dog named Hank and he I looks have, like Rowdy. He's a golden and they are the <laughs> sweetest babies. They are. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have a son which should have talked about him first, but <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Hudson is my human baby and I love him very much. Hudson, I'm so sorry that mommy did not say your name first. <laughs> he is only two though, so he may not even know. Um, but uh, I have a husband. His name is Jake. We've been married for almost seven years now. Oh, wow. Um, he is great. And I'm a hygienist. You know, I love what I do. I started hygiene in 2017 and I got a job at a private practice. And luckily, um, I got a job at Aspen Dental as well. I wanted to see both sides of the spectrum. They always tell you to stay away, you know, mm -hmm. but I wanted to find out for myself. Pretty typical. <laughs> yep. And so uh, I guess it's no surprise that 
I stuck with Aspen, and that's how Autumn and I met. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I guess it's, I mean, it was the best thing ever previously, but it is truly the best thing now because it brought us together. Mm-hmm. So I'm very thankful for that. What I do is I'm the Territory Manager of Hygiene Support, um, and I support Georgia. Um, I oversee the hygienist in the Georgia area, some areas in Tennessee and Alabama. But mainly I just support the hygienist. I mean, I'm their advocate. If there are things that, you know, sometimes we all know that we may not agree with doctors when they're like, that's a profi. And you're like, just kidding. It's not a profi. <laughs> um, but yeah. I get to go in mm-hmm. and support the hygienist and say, doc, is this truly a profi? Let's look at this. And then they're like, it's not. And so I mainly get my doctors and the hygienists aligned on treatment. Um, I'm very thankful that I have this opportunity, especially because I get to work with an amazing group of hygienists. And I am super excited to be here and talk more about it. So thanks for having me. Yeah, we're really glad you're here. Um, It's something that I think dental hygiene development, if you've kind of been listening to us, you know that we're really passionate about all aspects of hygiene. Um, But this podcast is going to be a little bit more about leadership. Um, I think it's one thing that I'm passionate about. I think that's why... Uh, Victoria and I are friends is because we're similar in a lot of ways with that. We have a lot of the same beliefs about leadership and what it should be. Um, And so this is going to go a little bit that direction, but we are just like her job is a territory manager, but she's literally, she's a hygienist. That's what she does. And she still gets to be involved with it. She still gets to put on her scrub sometimes and go in and sit chair side with a, with a hygienist and like help them. And I believe that's one of the biggest things about leadership is being able to lead by example and, Put it, put it on, you know. Um, another thing about Victoria and I, we both love Diet Dr. Pepper, which, you know, you, if you hear the beginning of our thing, you know that. So <laughs> we, sh- we share that love. So there's a couple of things. Um, but like I said, I think the biggest thing that we share is a passion for making sure that you can advocate for other hygienists. And um, we've been blessed to work in a company that allows hygienists to be leaders in the practice. Um, and it doesn't have to be just Aspen. You can become a leader in your practice no matter where you work. Um, so there, we're going to talk a, bit, a little bit about things that we do on a daily and how we, become, we feel like you can be a leader. But to me, like I was kind of saying, a leader to me is someone who is willing to go above and beyond and is able to lead by example. Because, like, I would never ask anybody in my office, whether it be an assistant or the associate hygienist that I work with, Um, I see her as a peer. Yes, I'm the lead hygienist, but I would never ask her to do something that I would not do. And Victoria is the same way. You know, like that's how that's how she when she was in chairside hygiene, that's how she ran her hygiene business. So it's what made her successful, successful. And that's what she's helping other hygienists do is make them successful. I agree. So I would say, you know, don't be afraid to roll up your sleeves sometimes for a hygienist, right? But I think a lot of times people, we get that stereotype about us. It's like, oh, they're they're a hygienist and they think that they're better than me, especially with dental assistants. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be here to tell you that, like, I love y'all. Like, yeah. the assistants, mm-hmm. we cannot run without you guys. Like, you guys are the backbone exactly. <laughs> of the office. Mm-hmm. And so I truly feel like leading by example, it's, hey, if there's sterilization that needs to be done, Let me go do that. Let me help because Mm -hmm. I know that at the end of the day, they're going to be more willing to help me whenever I need help. And I think that's the biggest thing with me is I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty like that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I honestly love coming in with scrubs because one, they're comfortable. I don't have to figure out what I'm true, gonna true. wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it's easy to just jump in and help where I can. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, people can say they can walk the walk, right? Or talk the talk, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but can they walk the walk? And it's, we preach so much about, you know, you being a leader and doing things, but really though, are we doing these things? And to me, that's the most important thing is showing the team how much you appreciate them. And that's by your actions, not by just saying, hey, look, you need to do this thing. And yeah, I can help you with that, but let's follow through on those things. So Mm -hmm. to me, being a leader is, like you said, I mean, walking the walk, leading by example. Yeah. So I've read a lot of leadership books and one of the ones that kind of go hand in hand with that is Leaders Eat Last uh, by Simon Sinek. Um, And it's basically saying kind of that lead by example mentality. Like if I, if it's something that a DA or another hygienist doesn't want to do, I'm going to do it and I'll pick up the slack on it and they'll come behind and they'll respect that. Um, Another book um, that's a great leadership book that kind of goes along with that is Extreme Ownership, uh, Jocko Willink. Um, I wasn't so into the whole like arm, like it's the military part of it because that's a lot for me, but his like the the practice, I would skip ahead to like the practical parts in it uh, because it's very true that if you take ownership of something that happens in the office, if it doesn't go right, it's going to speak volumes about, about the leader that you are. Uh, Like we were talking about, like with DAs or hygiene, something goes wrong that day with the schedule. It might not have been my fault. I might not have seen that patient and it might not have been what I did that caused them to be upset. But at the end of the day, if I take ownership of my, of the office, of my hygiene business, then the rest of the team is going to see that and they're going to want to hopefully, you know, do the same thing and respect you on top of that. Yep. They'll want to emulate that. And then, I mean, because they'll respect you and they'll be like, dang, she stepped up for me and she didn't have to mm-hmm. type thing. So um, I know, you know, there have been times when my boss has asked me things and, you know, instead of saying, well this hygienist this or this hygienist that, it's no, I need to do better. It's Mm -hmm. me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I own that because I am advocates again for my hygienist and I truly feel like, you know, it is about just taking that ownership and seeing, okay, how can that make me better? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that my boss actually respects me a little bit because I, of that. I think they do. <laughs> um, I know there was an issue in my office that something happened pretty large. It had to do with another hygienist. It, it, it was hard for me to deal with on a personal level, but I also, like, I took that in a lot. Like, what did I do? How did we change that? And I went to the dentist and I was like, you know, expressing my feelings about it. And I told him basically, like, we're going to, I want to know what happened here to cause this because I don't want it to happen again. And we're going to change things of how we did it. And he was really nice. And he, you know, was like, I don't think you should take that on. It has nothing to do with you. You're a really good leader. But at the same time, like, I really wanted to step back because something had to change because it wasn't working. So what was it? And what am I going to do to change it? I'm not going to depend on somebody else in the office or someone else to come in um, and change it for me. I have to do it. And I think that everybody respects you for that. Your boss respects you for that. Your peers respect you for that, for being that, that person to step up. I think another thing too about, you know, leadership kind of to piggyback off of what you said was asking for feedback. And Mm -hmm. that is something that I will say is not easy for me Mm -hmm. because let's be real. Who likes for somebody to tell you 
what you're not doing right. Right. Yeah. Nobody. So, yeah. So that is something that, you know, I've been working on personally um, and as a leader is asking for feedback saying, Hey, you know, how do you, how would you have handled that situation? Mm -hmm. Um, could I have done better? What could I have said? Mm -hmm. Um, did I even handle that situation correctly? Mm -hmm. And so I think that also is a sign of leadership as well. Mm -hmm. Just because you're not getting up there and and owning like, and taking a hold of things like physically, Mm -hmm just asking for feedback and seeing how you can do better is a sign of leadership too. Yeah, because absolutely. Because that's kind of like admitting to your faults mm-hmm. and that helps you grow as a person too. Yeah. It's all about, you know, as a leader, you're always going to be able to develop. Yep. There's no point. I'm really huge in like self-development, yep. um, not just leadership, but just personal development, like growing inside of you and asking questions like that and asking for feedback. They're hard, but it really does I know the hardest thing someone ever told me, I'll be really blunt with you guys. I don't really care. You all kind of know I'm pretty blunt anyways. This is the whole point of what they said to me as feedback is I'm really wanting to grow. And a leader said to me, Autumn, how you come off is very harsh. And I didn't think that I was being harsh to what I was saying to my office managers or to everybody else that I was working with. I thought I was just helping them do better, right? Like I see this happening in the office and this is how we can fix it. Like I want to fix it. And I didn't realize how I was coming off was harsh. And so when they gave me that feedback and they told me how harsh I was, you know, we started, I started really searching, you know, what I needed to do to become a better leader. Um, And there's been a couple of things. I know you've heard Paige and I talk about Enneagram, which was a huge thing for me. I read, uh, I read that book and I've done all kinds of studies on Enneagram. Um, and that's really helped like my self-development. And, um, it's been one of the things that Chad and I did on our honeymoon. We took the test cause we're nerds and we want to find out about ourselves. Um, and that's really helped like personality wise. And I think knowing someone's Enneagram type, um, is really helpful, but a new one that I'm doing that we've done is in our small group with the church is a, um, devotion, I guess it's a devotional or so it's also a book. I have the book too. Um, and it's called, I said this, you heard that. And it's kind of in the same vein, but it's about temperaments. So your temperament is what you were born with and how you react to tone and what you need innately inside of you to do well, or just basically to function with people and to hear them out. Um, last night we were listening to the video about it and there was, there's three, there's four colors. Sorry guys, red, green, blue, and yellow. No surprise on a red, um, like really red. So when I took the test, like it was like, um, (laughs) yeah, exactly. That's what Chad feels like every day. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we, we were listening to it and this guy, he's green, green's like harmony and calm. And, um, he was talking about the best boss he ever had was somebody who listened and made a relationship with him and cared more about what his personal life was and him as a person than somebody who had tasks in mind. And I think so often we get stuck myself as a red, literally my whole, like in my brain, I'm thinking this needs to be done. This needs to be done. This needs to be done to get the result that I want. Right. Cause I'm trying to work to this result and I, I have to get it. So like, it's always in my brain, but other people don't, re- don't re- respond to that. And like he was telling the red on the video and you can just see the light bulb in her head going off. Like, Oh my gosh, I've been a boss for uh, all these people for so long. And I, w- they probably all thought I was like terrible. And 
I like, I literally thought that like last night. So we got, we saw the video and there's like four reds in our group, uh, on our small group. And I literally sat back and I was like, okay, guys, I've got to know. So I was just started to think about all these things that you, you like coaching tools that you implement to try to get someone to do better. And also the thing you know, I've learned about greens, greens tend to be, well, they're looked at, can be looked at as lazy, but really they just are so laid back. And so us to reds, it, it seems lazy, but really it, it's just as mellow. Yeah. Maybe we should come down a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. For them, that's super, like they want harmony. They want chill and just like peace. And one of the things that can happen is if you nag, like one of the biggest things that I learned in this is if you nag them, they will put up a wall and be completely stubborn. So to somebody who is a green, maybe you're working with and you're trying to coach and they are green and you come in and tell them like, okay, so we need to be doing better at this, this, and this, because you're looking at it just like logically on a sheet of paper or what's going on as you're watching them in an office. And they're thinking, no, I'm not going to do it because you're nagging, you know, nagging me and you don't see it as nagging, but they see it as nagging and they'll be stubborn and they'll just put that wall up and won't do it. Um, and then the yellow on the video, yellows are like super bubbly and like outgoing people and they want to be appreciated and they want to be, um, accepted like is their thing. So if you come at them with a task, they're like, Ooh, she was mean to me. Like you don't come off that way. You don't feel like you come off that way, but to them, you're coming off very harsh. You're like, Oh, she doesn't accept me. She was mean. Oh, that must mean she doesn't like me. And then they get upset and then their feelings. And I was like, just like in my mind, just blown away by thinking like, like other people have like other temperaments besides like what I have. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you know, logically, you know this, but when they're giving you examples and you just start thinking back to when you worked with somebody or were trying to help somebody, I was like, man, I bet you like half the people I work with in my office think I'm some kind of way. I mean, it, I might be some kind of way, but I don't like, mean to be. No, 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 seriously. But I know how it is for sure. I'm, I don't, I don't know much, you know, about what you're talking about. But judging from what you say, I would say I'm like all hygienists are probably close to red, honestly, because we are task driven, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and then I'm a little bit of a yellow too, though. I mean, I kind of get in my face. I don't know. Maybe not. I think uh, you'll have to read the book, okay. but I, I'll, I'll send it to you. But I think you're more like a red blue. Chad's a blue. Blue are, they're called melancholies and they need their personal space sometimes. Oh yeah. So <laughs> like they're task oriented, yes. kind of like the red, but they, um, I don't know how to explain it. They really just need like that time. Like they come home and they need to decompress and I don't need you like coming straight at me like that. Um, yellows are, I don't, I don't think you're yellow. I really do. Because I'm not a cheerleader. I'm not bubbly. That's why. <laughs> no. I'm not bubbly. Yeah, no, not like that because it's, it's just like, I don't even know. You'll have to watch the video because the girl in the video, like I watched her and I was like, oh my God, she is so much like, like she, like you don't even believe as a red, you don't even believe that someone can literally, that could be their personality. Like you're like, that's fake. She ain't like that all the time. <laughs> next time I come into your office to see you I'm just walk up in there doing backflips like, I'll be like okay Gabby Butler <laughs> oh my gosh that can be another podcast for another time maybe, yeah seriously but... we'll talk about cheer later <laughs> no but I think that just shows a lot about I mean being a leader entails so many things right but for me one of the things that sometimes is hard well it is hard all the time is 
kind of having to flex that leadership style, the emotional intelligence. And I'm going to be honest with you, I have a job to do, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I can't go into an office and talk to the hygienist, you know, and Mm -hmm. say, I mean, first thing, even if I just haven't met them before, new to the role, Mm -hmm. going in and knowing what I need to fix and having a list of things that I need to fix, but not getting to know them. Right. Um, because who is going to be receptive to somebody that they don't know, somebody that is saying, Hey, look, we need to do this. We need to do that. But think about it as versus me coming in and saying, Hey, how are you? I'm Victoria. Tell me about yourself. You know, and it's not, Oh, well, I've been a hygienist here. It's no, like, I want to know about your family. Tell me about your dog. You got a dog. Mm -hmm. Cool. I love my dog. You know, like things like that. And to me having that relationship with my hygienist and I don't even call them like, you said manager and I'm just like, don't say that because we're peers. (laughs) But having that relationship with my hygienist is awesome because it's like at the end of the day, the trust is there. Mm -hmm. And then when the trust is there, the respect is there. And to me, that makes a good leader is being able to emotionally connect with hygienists. And sometimes it's, you know, I I get texts from them and it's not even about anything work related. It's, Hey, how are you? You know, uh, they saw my Facebook post and they're like, I just want to check on you and your son. So to me, that means more than anything at work. Yeah. And I'm going to get fired now. No, because I literally, I've traveled with Victoria recently. And that's one thing I learned there too, is because you go into an office and you can look at their numbers and see what's going on from afar, but you don't know what's actually happening in the office. And so we went in that day and there was absolutely no real goal set because you had to be like a counselor and just like care about the hygienist. And you could tell once you get there, like they're defeated or they're late, but you know, like just being there behind them, I think that comes, that says a lot. You come out of that at that office and they're like, oh, she came to see me today and she didn't even like give me the doubt, you know, like go at me, you know, like she was literally there to listen. And I saw that firsthand. And so I do think you do a good job at it. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, (laughs) I'm going to tell a story that's probably going to cut like, like, cut, like completely catch you off guard. But so, (laughs) I mean, it's not completely off guard. Like she knows that when she went into the role that I applied for the same position that she did. So we were both trying to do the same thing. And this was all right before COVID happened. So this wasn't even before our life changed and dentistry changed and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we both applied for the same position. And I knew of Victoria, but only because we worked in the same like uh, region. So like we're in the same area. So you see, like I would travel in and out of LaGrange sometimes. And so would she. And like, so you would see someone's name or you have to ask. I had her name in my phone as like Autumn Float. Because we did fill in at the same office, just mm-hmm. not together. Right. So, so we never met each other yes. in person. Yeah. It was just like by text. Like if you needed something. Like ordering. Or you, yeah. Ordering or you needed a supply or something. Like I knew of her and like probably on social media, but like I didn't actually know her. So um, when everything happened and Victoria ended up getting the job over me, trust me not tell you, I was in my feelings. Okay. Like legit. I, and this is literally, this is right before COVID and Chad's probably going to laugh because he knows because like, and when that happens, you have all these feelings about the other person and I didn't even know her. Like legit, I did not know her. But in my head, I was like, she is a B word for no reason. 
I'll bleep myself out. I, I'm so glad I've like, I actually censored my own self. That's impressive. I, she's a B word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, she, she is not, I don't know why, but you just put these things probably to like really to defend your own self. Like you're putting walls up around your own heart because that's something that you wanted. Right. And it didn't happen. So that, looking back on it, I know that would logically. And, but in my head, I'm like, you know, like, I hope she fails. This is going to suck. I'm going to get her position. And then I actually met Victoria. Right. So then you put a face to the name and she literally, and now literally we text all the time, all day, every day, literally about not work, sometimes about work, but sometimes Bro, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Pepper, life, you know, our dogs, you know, those kind of things like have nothing to do with work. And it's because I got to know her as a person and she came into my office and she didn't come in with a list, even though she probably could have come in at a list with me because I am a red. So I like can appreciate that and not get upset. But that is something to be said. Like if you come in as a leader and you try to really just meet somebody then eventually those people have, eventually they have to, well, maybe they don't have to like you, to, yeah. but eventually I think it's harder for them not to like you and not to say that I wouldn't like you otherwise, but like I came into this situation, like in our relationship and you didn't even know it, that I had all these walls up, right? I mean, I can kind of like assume, cause I would be the same way. <laughs> so now, like, I'd be like, mm, I wish not great things on this person. <laughs> but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's like a whole nother story for a different day is just like really how we treat other females in roles and like that we should be lifting each other up and really wanting someone else to really do well when you see someone else do well we should really want them to do well genuinely and now like even okay so you would think that if Victoria's having a hard day and she tells me about it that I'm like maybe she'll quit maybe I'll get her job no, I'm like, bro, please don't quit. I'm like, please don't quit. No, like, don't do that. Like, I, <laughs> but that's not what I want at all. So it completely changes your mindset when you go from, like you said, you have to be a person and you have to generally get to know the people that you want to lead. To me, that stands out more than what I said earlier when I said, I think that most important is leading by example. But now I'm sitting here thinking about it. I think just literally treating somebody like your peer and genuinely caring about their life and not just their life at work, but their life at home and the person that they are and how their well-being, that says way more as a leader than anything you can do in the practice. Yep. I, I mean, that's just what I live by, honestly. And like I said, I have a job. I know that, you know, these are my duties. These are my responsibilities. Um, but at in the same light it's okay but also too you know my responsibility is to look out for the hygienist and that means in every aspect and so if they're having a bad day or if something's going on you know personally it's how can I be there for them because at the end of the day when people know that you truly care about them they're going to work that much harder for you mm -hmm. you know like I my my old dentist gosh I miss her so much when we worked together in Phoenix City um she's moved away now but she I would feel so bad if if I did if I didn't do something when we first got a scanner like a 3d scanner um we you know we needed to scan our patients for sure because it's an educational mm -hmm. tool but I was like come on I mean we like I am sweating in this PPE because like COVID and mm -hmm. like all you know all that stuff I have all this PPE on and like the last thing I want to do is go down the hallway and get that scanner right mm -hmm. but she was like come on, 
please scan. And I was like, and I, I truly did it because I respected her. And I was like, I'm doing this for you. Mm -hmm. But then it made me better as a person. And it just shows that she, she was a, a doctor too, that when we were behind, guess what? She was in there helping cleaning up rooms. She led by example. She was answering the phones sometimes for us. Yeah. I mean, she was, I remember one time she was in my room, like breaking down my room and setting it up for me and seating my next patient. Who my does do that? Doctors doctor, do not do that. My doctor did that. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? And she's Asian. So I, I'm pretty sure the patients thought she was me. <laughs> because like, <laughs> we were wearing scrub caps and oh, like, yeah. like post COVID, you know, uh -huh. so it was like scrub caps and like all this stuff. And so, you know, she would be like, it, it's not Victoria, it's Dr. Sarah. <laughs> but like, they don't know the difference, it's okay. But she is the one, like, that is how you lead by example. And I, I will, I swear to this day that if, if you do that and you show your peers, hey, look, like, whatever you do, I do too. And whatever, you know, faults happen, we're in this together. Mm -hmm. And this is the team. Yep. That's I mean, that's leadership to me. Yep. Team mentality for sure. And it doesn't, like, we're talking about this in a manner because, of course, we work with Aspen. We're talking about her, you know, going up in hygiene and being able to coach other people. But like she was saying, this, it doesn't matter what you do in, in dentistry or your job in general. Like, if you are a team and you're leading somebody, if they see you do, if they see the leader doing something, they respect them that much more. So you don't have to, you know, we want you to be a leader in your practice no matter where you work, no matter what you do. Um, you can show these leadership styles to every aspect of your office, to, to the front desk, helping them out. I mean, if we went for the front desk, I mean, we wouldn't have appointments on the schedule. We, you know, nothing would be confirmed. We would have no monies. So, like, all these things, we have to help them out too. And if I want them to help me, I have to be willing to help them. And that's what we're saying. Like you can be, a, you can be a leader no matter what you do. Um, if you're a single hygienist in your practice, if you have multiple hygienists, you can be a leader in hygiene. You can just be a leader in general. I think hygienists should be seen more as leaders in the practice um, because, I mean, most of the time under the doctor, we are the most next most educated there, so we know what's going on, and we should be able to see see things like as a whole. I feel like. And we kind of bring the team together because sometimes DAs feel or front office may be scared of the doctor or they might think that they know too much or the, you know, other way around. Like they just, we should be able to view it all. I guess you, I could I, not view it all, but like put it all together. I think that it's even honestly more challenging for us. We have to like fight that battle even harder because we are seen as, for me, I feel like they're like, oh, that hygienist is so, you know, like, they just see us as we think that we're better than everybody mm -hmm. else. And so we have to fight extra hard um, <laughs> to like pitch in and show them, no, look, I'm human. I really am nice. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's no matter what, don't give up, like keep going. Because like Autumn said, I mean, if you just keep going at it and you're nice, like eventually yeah, it'll click, right? It will. I mean, and if it doesn't, then that's probably a conversation that we should probably have with your office manager or something like that. But yeah, find the right place. We probably preach that too. Be happy. Be happy, be happy where yeah. you are, right? Be happy where you're at. We want everybody to be happy where they're at, and it doesn't have to be the office you're in now. I'm not saying that I'm leaving. <laughs> Victoria <laughs> Mike. She's like, what? I'm like, cut. 
<laughs> no, but I mean, just going above and beyond. And, you know, you can be a mentor to people in your practice and you can be a mentor to another hygienist um, in your practice. You can be a mentor to a hygienist that's not in your practice. You can be a mentor to DAs. I have DAs in my practice that are like thinking about becoming hygienists mm-hmm. and like if I go above me on, they're going to want to do it more. But if they literally see us like the person that you're talking about, like sometimes we get the bad rap, like she makes more she's money. Diva. She's a diva. She makes her money. And all she does is this, this, and this. If you literally go above me, it's like, no, that's not my job. This is what I do. And I don't mind like stepping down. Then they're so much more likely to help you and respect you and see you as that mentor. So you can be a mentor to anybody in the office. Yeah. yeah. But I had like all these other things to talk about as far as leadership, but we'll do that on another podcast. And I know we're, we're getting kind of long. We just had a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> we can talk all the time. We can. Um, so maybe we'll come back and we'll do, we'll do part two leadership or something. Maybe in pages back, we'll get here in. Man, we might be here for like four episodes with all of us here. Um, <laughs> but we are going to be back on podcast eight. I'm going to be back with Victoria again. We're going to talk about something a little bit different, um, but we're going to continue the February uh, podcast with Victoria. So thank you again for coming. And I look forward to talking to you next time. I'm excited. Thanks guys. Bye.